This week on Dueling Review, it's Warhammer 40K, Marnius Calgar number five. Where's it number four? Looks like it's number four. Anyway, uh, Calgar's deadly gambit brings him back to the moon where it all began and an enemy who's been hiding for centuries. To quell the threat of his darkest power, Calgar will show no mercy. There is only war. Or gore? Or maybe it's just war. Yeah, let's go with that. Matthew, were you ever into um, Warhammer gaming? No, I worked in a game shop, so I am pretty well versed in the nonsense that comes with it. But, but so no, you are, I've never so actually played. So there were Warhammer peoples at your at your game store, at your comic book store. Yes, actually, we had a huge in the in the old location. We had a huge game room with multiple uh-huh, tables, yeah. and a bunch of you know different uh, terrain Terrains, pieces yeah. that you could pull out. Um, and when we moved, we made sure that it wasn't as big, but we made sure there was still a big game room with like six tables for Warhammer gamers. So there is, yeah, a, you know, there's. I've a, seen a lot of Warhammer games. Did I've you ever paint played. any of the miniatures or anything like that? Uh, I futzed around with them. Uh, mostly, I used the miniatures for bits and pieces. When in, uh, for a while, I was into customizing hero clicks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved yeah, but, hero clicks for about. 20 minutes even my wife and i i even got her to play and then mm-hmm. we went to a convention up in kansas city where they were doing um just a hey learn how to play hero clicks and we'll do a open boxing kind of thing and that was kind of the last time we played it because the people we played against were kind of dicks yeah maybe a little bit i don't i don't want to say that and and i don't know and so really Box. um here's here's my experience with warhammer 40k i mm-hmm. see a lot of people online painting their miniatures and building uh, sets. There's one guy during the um, during the pandemic shutdown while he was at home ordered like 500 army men's or something of these uh, ultramarine guys that he was going to paint and, and do all the stuff with. And so the company sent him all the stuff to build and it took him like a whole day just to get all of the pieces off the sprues. And I was like, dude, you're never going to get this done. So that's the last time I watched that. And then I know that, um, uh, what's his name? Superman mm-hmm. likes to play the Warhammer stuff. Dean Kane? No, 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 no. The nice one. Tyler Hecklin? No, 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 no. The the one that also is the Witcher. Christopher Reeve? No. Come on. Brandon Routh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. Um but here, here's David Stutz. here's here's my problem. Here's my problem okay. with the um Warhammer 40K. And I think it's the same from my understanding of the game. I've never played the game. I know a lot of people, again, who are into this, so I don't have any uh, ill will towards those people. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think, if I remember correctly, Warhammer kind of plays the same way that uh, the Star Wars um, little fighter game that we've played on on the major spoilers, uh, Munchkin Land, before. Very similar, yeah. Yeah, where you're moving your armies around and you're doing all the things The thing that really kind of turned me off of the Star Wars uh, game was the fact that, you know, we were playing in the spirit of the game, right? So, you know, if our little stick told us to move three segments, we move three segments. And if we were like an eighth of an inch over, you know, that that length of that segment, Brad and I were just like, yeah, that's fine. No problem. We understand, you know, doesn't have to be super precise. And man, the Star Wars people came out on force and were like, you guys aren't playing right. You've got to be exact in their movements. Otherwise, you're not playing the game. And I have a feeling that's the way it is with 40K as well. That if you're not exact in your movements, 
people just like dump all over you. And I'm, I don't have the patience to make sure that I've moved exactly one sixteenth of an inch or not. And so I have zero interest in that game to you. But I mean, the people who like to play the, the miniature games Mm -hmm. and like to play, you know, war games, miniature Mm -hmm. war games specifically. Some of that is the fun. I mean, I've actually seen guys busting out the tape measures, Mm -hmm. making sure that this is exactly where it goes and how long it goes. And, you know, Warhammer armies are always fascinating to me because you customize them. Yeah. I think they're awesome. I think they look neat. You're basically creating backstory for your entire army. And so I've, you know, that part of it always appealed to me. It's just the precision of the game and the way the game plays doesn't really have any, you know, appeal to me. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not the rules guy. I'm the guy who's like, okay, I have three ideas, two of which are probably against the rules. So I'm, I'm totally okay. If you can play within the spirit, if you don't have to break out the tape measures and you're like, Hey, I'm moving my army, you know, five inches. And so what if I move at five and a quarter inches or whatever? That's the part of the game. I, I really dig the, the tactics here. I'm moving my army here. The explosion happens here. Here's what percentage of my, my players are out or whatever it is. Here's the line of sight. I don't have really problems with that. It's the, the minuscule stuff that I, I just don't have the patience for. And I know a lot of people, even in our chat right now, listening on the discord uh, live Thursday nights, eight o'clock PM. Look at your Patreon page for more information um, that, you know, that there are some passionate 40 K players in, in, in our, in our sphere of, of major spoiler right influence. And I think that's really cool. So don't, don't let me, the things that I'm saying, I'm, are not meant to poo poo right. your, your game. Although, um, uh, Marshall says, yeah, there are a bunch of people who are nitpicky like that. Uh, he says his group plays very differently. So that's good. But, um, so let me just preface this by saying, you guys do you, and I'm glad you're having fun. It looks super entertaining. I mm-hmm. would be very worried about playing the game if I, even if I wanted to get into the minuscule stuff like that, because of my completest attitude, where I would be wanting to buy everything. And right. of course, I don't know. I don't and know how to paint bro. miniatures. I don't know how to paint miniatures. And Mark Smith says, "Yeah, I wanted to go and and do uh, my games workshop in town. Won't let me play because my army wasn't painted fully." Yeah, and that's the point where you actually hire the kids who are good at it, and you give them your army, and you, you tell them what <laughs> yeah, you want, yeah, and you yeah. pay them 50 bucks to paint your army. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I mean, if it was only 50 bucks, that would be great, because I got a yeah. whole stack of Hellboy, and Massive Darkness, and other miniatures, and uh, what's the what's the Zombicide stuff that needs to be painted, right. so. Well, that's the thing, you got three levels, you got your cheap level, for 10 bucks, I'll give you a slop and go where you got your guys, but 25 bucks, I'll give you the heavy duty for a hundred bucks. I'll give you an army. That's pristine. Perfect. And at that point, you're just like, okay, whatever you say, Brian, um, <laughs> not that Brian. Well, so but yeah, here's... that's, I mean, that really is the point to me where you're like, yeah, not, not my idea of fun. Yeah. And, and again, everybody's idea is fun is different. So again, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put anybody down or make you feel bad about, about playing Warhammer 40 K. And I understand yep. that Warhammer, the universe has this really deep thing. It started off with fighting works and then there was a whole like brood kind of thing going on. And then of course you fight your each other armies and there's this, I don't know to me, it's a little bit troubling, uh, but also kind of cool from the aesthetic standpoint that you're bringing in like classic Roman um, mm-hmm. aesthetics mixed with uh, uber religious uh, fervor in, in all of right. this. Um, and so that is, that to me starts to raise a couple of red flags of, oh no, back away quickly kind of stuff. 
I don't know how you feel about that. I think it's a cool aesthetic and I kind of like the idea, but the whole concept of a civilization that's built on war that follows the kind of Roman Empire type tactics as far as how your commands and everything are set up. And then it's all uh, church based or religion based also just kind of just kind of freaks me out a little bit. Well, sure. I mean, the the actual game Warhammer 40K is expanded from. Warhammer, or sometimes you refer to it as the Warhammer fantasy, mm-hmm. which was literally Roman legions. It was, you know, your Tolkien's, your guys running around, your armies of, of whatever. But 40K is basically that in space. And so mm-hmm. this issue especially takes that in space. And, you you know, you do have the troubling aspects of uh, you know, the main character of this story wanting to become this violent the fanatic. Best. Yeah, well, basically, so, he's, he's the best around. So, Surgically enhanced and awful now. And that brings us to Warhammer 40K issue four or whatever one that we're reading this week. Issue number four. Uh, Warhammer 40K, man, uh, Marnius Calgar. If you want to see me freak out and back away very quickly, have me read this book and say, oh, no, thanks. I don't think I'm into Warhammer at all. Because, um, you know, I understand the concept I and mean, we, we do this in games, right? I mean, Randus over in our uh, critical hit podcast, you know, he loses an arm, but then he gets an arm and then he changes over time and he gets these enhancements and everything. But here we're taking like 10 year old boys and we're gutting them and putting new hearts in them and new things in them. And this goes on for pages and pages and pages. So for someone who knows very little of the back history of how these ultramarines come out with you know, six story tall armor suits and little tiny heads and how they're supposed to pilot it, all that stuff. Uh, We kind of get a little bit of a background on how Calgar became who he was through all of these series of what I consider super brutal operations in, uh, in honor of the King or honor of the, the head priest or whoever. And I was just like, Nope, 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 Nope. I appreciate the backstory, but this seems a little bit abusive. Oh, absolutely. And, Here's the thing. You backed away from that and were like, hmm. I went into this kind of with my eyes open, knowing what we were dealing with there, but I did not expect the hyper authoritarian militarized masculinity that I was being beaten to death with on every page of this comic book. And it just, oh, it, it was a grind to read this. Well, and I don't, I, know I, if, liked... I don't know if that's kind of part of the part of it, though. I mean, I, under, I understand that people who really want the lore, here's the lore, here's how an ultramarine is, is created right. and formed in the, in the trials and tribulations as they move up from acolyte to neophyte to ultramarine, etc. And we see, you know, 300 children step onto the field and, you know, over the one course of four off. weeks, one comes off and the rest are being, their heads are getting shot off, their arms are getting you know, lost in the middle of, of this training and stuff dead, you know, a kid falls over dead in the frozen waste of the moon and everything is very, very brutal. And I, I know that you have a special, uh, uh, dislike for harming children in the page, but that's kind of what's going on here. And I know a lot of people listening are saying, but that's what Warhammer's all about, man. And I, I, yeah, that's not my jam. There's a dehumanizing effect to, every successive page of this story, because we do start with, you know, we start with Marnius. If, if that is his real yeah, name. Yeah. Well, we assume it is, but I mean, yeah, we, find we, out he's we got start a second with Marnius name. in combat, just smashing through walls and 
kicking down chairs and flipping over tables in a restaurant in a West End town. And that's fine. And then we get the flashback to, you know, his childhood on Thulia Minor. And again, I'm not necessarily bothered by here's a bunch of 12-year-olds being ground to, to hamburger because there's never any attempt to humanize them. Yeah, with the exception I, yeah, yeah, of Marty's yeah, okay. himself, well, there's, even there's then, really no character there. Yeah, even then, he's not really humanized, right? We don't have an affinity for him, except that he's this mean, uh, right. mean, lean killing machine. Although he's not really lean, he's like about as wide as he is tall. Yeah, he's but uh, yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's it. That kind of you know, I didn't just you know start throwing up or oh, this is the worst thing ever. But I was like, right. this is very disturbing. But now that you say we don't have a chance to humanize anybody, and yeah. that the fact that when they are getting their upgrades like you would in a D&D campaign or probably in your Warhammer campaign with the little parts that you add on and and uh, whatever, um, you know, that starts to make sense from the game point. But then when you really kind of put it on the page and you say, oh, here's what it here's what it really is. When we talk about this, this uh, skin that you're putting on. Yeah, we're we're implanting stuff inside your body to make to toughen up your your skin and to make you excrete certain things and make you do things and and not fall asleep. And it's just like, wow, that is. That's intense and maybe too much detail that I personally needed in this. Now, the other thing that's really interesting, and I'm, I'm curious about this because you were just, you sound like you were very turned off by this book. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. But here's the thing. It's written by Karen Gillan, mm-hmm. who you're a big fan of. Yes, who it's also, very well written. Who's also does the die stuff. Yeah, right? he does. He does, uh, he does, you know, he does the Wick Div. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the that. Wick, the, Wick the Wicked Div. and the Divine. It, that, though, that's what, you know. what, but the fans, cool kids call it. The cool it kids, the Wick Div. The Wick Div. That's why I always call it the Wick Div. Well, yeah, but you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Cool kids. Yeah, yeah that's me. Sure. Uh, so <laughs> please tell me your hate on this book, if you have any other hate on this. And please try to put it together with, with, with Karen Gillen. Sure. Karen Gillen is a writer who I enjoy. And I feel like... This story is well-crafted. The dialogue yeah, yeah, yeah. is really well done. Mm-hmm. And the way that it lays out what could have been, you know, a series of rules or a series of, you know, things that we read in the Forehammer, the yeah. 40K rule book, yeah. turn into a good story. But the story itself is basically saying that you know, humans are awful and they are bad and they're all going to be killed. And the one person that we're supposed to get behind here is just an utter fascist and a psychopath. And this character is going through all of these terrible things for no particular reason. I mean, his motivation is I wish to be a space Marine, which is fine again, but there's just a ton of moments where it's just like, Oh, I can't armor my head. I, well, I don't even know that as much as it is as, you know, the rule books, I, you know, in, in, again, people are going to yell, he always compares everything to, to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but you know, you get your, uh, oh, it your, used to be Warhammer. I know, so, right? You know. <laughs> uh, your Warcraft. Yeah. Warcraft. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, you know, you open Craft up your, out. you open up your, uh, user's manual, your player's guide, and you see all the spells and they're in little cards and you're trying to kind of really put into concept what this is. Like if you're getting an upgrade or whatever, uh, you know, they have these little boxes that say, hey, this is what this upgrade does. Da, 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 da. It feels like and this is what I liked about the book is that Gillen is taking essentially what I would consider player's guide manual stuff and mm-hmm. putting it into a book in a way that is interesting. And then the artist is going in 
and, you know, uh, illustrating that in a way that, you know, again, makes total sense is really kind of kind of cool. Jason Burroughs is the one who's doing the art here. I mean, it's yeah. all kind of cool, but for me, it's just very disturbing. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Carrie Killen, like, a very solid writer. Jason yeah. Burroughs, great art. I like I like what I see in here. It's just not for me. Jason Burroughs uh, is somebody that I know from the old days in Avatar comics when I was reading, um, I think it was Warren Ellis had a few books coming out from Avatar where it was hyper-realistic ultraviolence. And, you know, that's a great call. Putting him on this book with the hyper-realistic ultraviolence sings because this is a book about violence. This is a book about power. This is a book about masculinity. This is a book about iron-fistedly forcing your way through the universe. And tonally, it, 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 it revolts me. It is just repulsive to read this comic. But on the other hand, from an artistic standpoint, I feel like it's well-written. I feel yeah, like yeah. it's beautifully drawn. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to read it or anything like it again because it doesn't appeal to me, but you know, the people to whom it does appeal, I feel like will really love this book. If you I I mean, if you're knee deep in the darkness of 40 K, there is only war. I feel like this is a great book. This may be one of the better licensed game. I think Titan, I think Titan comics had a Warhammer series for a while. There was a, I think it did blood bowl. Was that the precursor to Warhammer? Blood Bowl is related to Warhammer, but I don't think they're the same game. I think Blood Bowl is a similar game, maybe from the same company. Yeah, I think it's from Games Workshop. I know that there was a Blood Bowl comic a few years ago, uh, but I agree. I mean, if you are someone who is a huge Warhammer 40k fan, Mm -hmm. Marvel just printed money with this series. I mean, literally, I think if you are a Warhammer fan, you're just going to eat this up. Now, Scott Johnson... Uh, who does the morning stream of the Frog, Frog Pants Network, really good friends with Major Spoilers and the Major Spoilers podcast and everything that we do. I, um, I'm i on the, his morning stream show Monday morning, so you can come and listen to me talk more about comic books there. Uh, but he's a, I, I don't think he's ever played Warhammer, uh, yeah. but he is really steeped in the lore, and he really loves everything about uh, Warhammer 40K. And, you know, I told him, hey, there's this Marnius Calgar uh, Take Me Away a comic book series. That is out. You might want, and he he has just eaten it up. He just loved all first three issues of it. He is just yeah. like, give me more, give me more, give me more. Now this is a five or a six issue. I can't remember if it's a five or a six issue miniseries. Pretty if, sure it's a five because this one ends with a uh, to be yeah concluded to be concluded. Yeah, yeah. Continued. Here's what Marvel needs to do. They mm-hmm. need to figure out a way to make this an ongoing series. Just don't try to incorporate it in any way, shape, or form with the rest of the Marvel Universe. Don't have Wolverine show up on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Warhammer 40k fans, I think, would continue to just eat this stuff up, and they could make money hand over fist. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's especially if you're one of the people who's putting money into your own army, there's a beautiful shot of a Vindicator smashing through a wall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Marnius Calgar on top. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's gorgeous. I, that's I like the, I like the big battleship flying in and blowing up the, uh, the brood creature yeah. on the, on the planet. I thought that was neat. Just crashing into everything. And again, I feel like to, to some degree being a comic fan and reading this comic book about the game 
puts us at a disadvantage because comics have rules. And one of the rules of comics is generally the good guys are supposed to win with 40 K. It's not necessarily meant to be that way because even if you win, whoever wins in any particular battle, all of the people in charge, whether you, you know, you have your orcs or your space Marines or your hyper elves or whatever the schmucks are in your army, they're terrible people. They're all terrible people. So this game's theme of endless war, crushing everything in a boot, stamping on faces, human and inhuman alike, and crushing their skulls doesn't necessarily fit my jam as a guy who's like, oh boy, Superman punch bad. Um, In your case, oh boy, Superman uh, karate kick bad, whatever. (laughs) But you get to a point, sorry, Batman karate kick bad. You get to a point where... As you're reading this book, uh, at least for me, I should say I got to a point where if I could distract myself, if I could separate my general, you know, moral proclivities and in, in just intense revulsion for all of these people, this is a really good book. It's I mean, a really, it really well is. written book. It really is. I mean, again, it's not my thing, but I yeah. feel like I understand more of the lore of this of this universe because of reading this book and of course i've read a couple of the uh the titan comics ones uh from before so i kind of also understand the mentality of the characters in the book and the settings and everything uh but uh i I really think that here's the thing that i like about this a lot is that it seems to be incorporating a lot of the in quotes air quotes rules for how the game is for how the game is played right but at the same time, it's not it's not creating a continuity that players have to follow, right? There are some comics right. and there are some games out here that are this is this season. And our comic book is going to tie right into the current season of this card game or this desktop game or this tabletop game or this computer game or whatever. Uh, we Then again, uh, uh, IDW has the, um, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons license mm-hmm. that Jim Zub writes. And whatever current arc that Jim Zub is writing is based on whatever the current uh, um, quarterly collection, you know, the 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 world and, and pre-gen stuff that the Dungeons and Wizards of the Coast people are generating. That's what that arc is built on. So if they're taking on the Frost Giants, man, Jim Zub's got a comic book that ties right into the Frost Giants. Uh, if you want to go into the, the Murky Swamp, man, the next series is all about the Murky Swamp. So on the one hand... What Dungeons and Dragons is doing is trying to say, hey, here's a comic that's set in the world that you're currently playing in. Mm -hmm. Eh, Here's a good flavor for maybe how you should be thinking about playing the game. I'm not saying that's exactly what they're doing, but that's the that's the feeling that I get. This one is just like this one is just like here's some ultramarines and their story and this Marnius Calgar guy. People do whatever the heck you want. But here's a story. If you want to read about 40K, here's a story for you. And that's what I like about this. It doesn't feel like players have to be now constrained by what they have read in this comic because now they're going to go to the table and go, Oh man, Marnius Calgar took down, you know, the XYZ group uh, in this issue. That means that everyone who plays with this faction now can no longer play with that faction. Right. And I think that that's good. And also that's one of the things that Gillen does really well. If you look at die, mm-hmm. die has rules. Yeah, they are. They I mean, I don't know if they're selling it yet, but they have made. Yeah, he made a, a, an RPG die, out of that. Yeah, a die RPG. And that's cool. 
you know, that's kind of fun to me. And I like the fact that you could play something like this with your armies. You wouldn't necessarily play Marnius Calgar, but if you wanted to play, you know, his cousin, uh, Garth Algar, you absolutely could. I was going to go more with Scarnius Scalgar, but okay. Scarnius, I like Garth Algar because he his tank can be a pacer, and he and oh, Wayne so can maybe go our, out and maybe his two cousins are on separate teams, and now we can bring Scarth Scalgar and Garth Algar to the table right. next week and have them fight. Ooh, and then they could both be played by Scarlett Johansson Gar. <laughs> Uh, that truck didn't work. I'm going to no, workshop didn't. that's that. why I, that's why I I'll come back and I'll get with you later. So bottom line for me is I appreciate what this comic is. I think Marvel was made a very wise business move in grabbing this IP and setting up this, uh, this agreement with games workshop. I think if you are a Warhammer 40 K fan, you will love this entire series. Mm-hmm. And if you're just now hearing about a Marnius Calgar comic book, uh, don't be surprised. This thing did. I don't think has gotten the uh, the publicity that it should be getting, especially yeah. into the Games Workshop uh, marketplace. Uh, I should be able to go down to my local gaming store and walk in because they've got a huge Games Workshop uh, section. That comic book or an ad or a poster or something should be right next to those paints, and I don't think there are. And so I I have a feeling that Marvel's going to go. Well, we tried five issues and it really didn't sell. And what they really need to do is hey, we've got a trade paperback coming up. Let's sell the crap out of this to every Warhammer gaming group that we can find online and make the PR people, you know, uh, go out and find all those groups and reach out to them and try to do some, uh, you know, some some public relations and uh, get them to buy this book. And I think, again, I think this would sell. I think it'll sell well. I think uh, uh, Marvel should continue this series for as long as they possibly can. Because uh-huh. I think there's a huge base, and I think there's a bunch of people who would be willing to buy this comic just to dive into the lore of Warhammer. So for me, I gotta say, as much as I dislike everything that I that I got out of this book, I'm still giving it a thumbs up and a recommendation for Warhammer 40k fans. I would agree. Uh, first and foremost, it must be noted that uh, Marnius Calgar is actually an anagram for murals carnage or mm. carnage murals. Mm. Um, well, he's certainly so painting a big pack picture of carnage here. So yeah, you're actually going, it, it, it's also uh, angular creams. Um, well, that's the only see. way they can get those suits to move as smoothly um, as they do. A manager's curl. Uh, anyway, well, he's got short hair, so I don't think that one works. Scram grenade. No, wait, <laughs> well, again, they're blowing grenade. stuff up. I would need another, but here's the thing. I hated this. I, I don't want to read this, but as a comic book, it is beautiful. It is well-drawn. It is really fun dialogue uh, within the context of hyper-masculine, uh, just terrible, evil, awful, authoritarian nonsense and, and just... Uh, a theocracy, just the worst. right? That's what it is, a theocracy. Yeah, it's the worst possible instincts of everyone you've ever heard on the internet. Um, and as such, the failings of this book aren't necessarily failings so much as they are things that I just don't want any yeah. part of. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. when I say this is, I'm not going to give it a recommendation because I don't want somebody to walk into this and, and experience what I experienced. But I will tell you, 
this is a good comic book. And if you are into Carnage, if you're into Warhammer, if you're, let's see, uh, Maraca Gel. No, that won't work. Uh, Mascara Gel. Mas- Run Mascara Gel. That's a good one. Um, sorry, now I'm doing anagrams in my head. When you read this comic, have a yabba dabba do time, a dabba do time, but I'm not going to do it with you. Anth, Anth in the chat says, I agree with a lack of promo from Games Workshop uh, is weird. Uh, Games yeah. Workshop uh, shops around us uh, tend to focus on the models and the painting and not so much on the lore side unless you specifically ask them about it. So uh, maybe you guys reach out to your Games Workshop reps and say, how come you guys aren't promoting the heck out of this Marvel series? I hear it's good and I think that Warhammer fans would like it. Why aren't you guys promoting this more? And then maybe also reach out to Marvel and say, hey, uh, Marvel, how come you're not reaching out to the Warhammer fans? And promoting the crap out of this book because I think it, I think it deserves more promotion to the target audience as opposed mm-hmm. to hey everybody, a major spoilers put up a press release about uh, Marnius Calgar. You guys should all go check it out. We've done our jobs. Goodbye. Um, yeah. So there you go. I, I, I think Matthew and I have now talked for almost thirty minutes about Warhammer 40k and this book, and neither one of us care for. Well, I shouldn't say Matthew doesn't care. I know I don't really care for the game. And I don't Ooh. care for the lore. Uh, Mr. I think it, casual Anger. I think it looks cool. <laughs> I think it has a neat aesthetic. It has a lot of problem points for me. But in the end, I thought this was a pretty good comic, even though it kind of turned me off or, or really cemented my desire not to play Warhammer 40K. See, I might enjoy playing Warhammer. After reading this? I, I would absolutely not play Warhammer like this. And, you know, I might not play Space Marines. I might play... You know, what are the evil elves? I can't remember the space, the El- the Elvar or whatever I don't know. they're called. All I remember is seeing an orc down and going, oh, yeah, didn't this come out of uh, Blood Bowl or something? Oh, no, I think Marshall. it was Boom Studios that had, that had uh, Blood Bowl. Marshall is going to tell us what the name of the evil space elves are. I want to say they're the Did Elvar. Did Marshall even show up on time this week? Oh, not on time, but he's here. Oh, well, there you go, Marshall. Oh, Dark Eldar is what he says. Yeah, they all Dark have Eldar. The, do they all have the R name at it, like Marnius Calgar? No, dark Eldar. Um, well, and because Bob it Schmel, comes from Schmelnik. it comes from Tolkien, it comes from D and D. So you have the elves, oh, okay. you have the space dwarves, really? uh, you have the space orcs, the space you know fighters, um, and I, that's fine. And I really kind of enjoy that part of it. I feel like Games Workshop not pimping this particular comic makes sense to me because the whole point at least in my estimation of 40 K is build your own. Yeah. You buy pieces of the figure, you buy individual weapons and you cut off the sprues and you glue them together and you make them your own and saying, here's Marnius Calgar. He's the greatest of the great, but I don't want to know about Marnius Calgar. I want to tell you about my general. His name is death strike blood force and he's half vampire. And the other half is a Frankenstein. Mm. And that's why in a straight fight, a half vampire will always beat a Dracula. I don't want to read that 40 K comic book. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. We did though. We did get here though. Arsenal. We did get here in a way that we normally get here probably for the last year or so. And that's by our listeners. You dear spoilerite, uh, picking a book for us. Now, again, Matthew and I going down the list of comics, we would mm. never have picked this book. I guarantee you, neither one of us would have oh. said, hey, we should review this Warhammer 40K book. It looks really oh, interesting. No. We would no, have never. both avoided it. But because of you, our dearest and fondest listeners, 
that we care about a great deal. Even Marshall, and also Marshall. who has been here the entire time. I want to make that clear. Marshall's been here the entire time. Even Mark Smith 72 and Omega Lazarus and Texura and Anth. And I don't know who I've who I've missed. But uh, we do love everybody Doobie who's Rolo's able to come and hang out with us live on Thursday night at uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. But it's because of our dear, 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 dear listener. That's you again. Those of you who went to patreon.com slash major spoilers, you were able to cast your vote. Okay? So, here's the way it works. Here's what you do. I put it up on Wednesday, so it's already out for next week. Bam. Voting closes on Sunday. So, I know some of you were like, I will go ahead on Tuesday afternoon and tell people what comic book I want to read. No. voting, (laughs) Voting closes on Sunday morning. So, if you want your vote to be heard... And red, you need to go to patreon.com slash major spoilers right now and cast your vote for which comic you want us to review next week. Now we have the complete list. The, the links are over there on the Patreon page. You just go over there and you look at the list and coming out next week from Boom Studios. Boom Studios only has one thing. It's a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers trade paperback next week. Now we don't review trade paperbacks. We don't review uh, second printings or anything like that. But for those of you that are into the Power Rangers, including the upcoming Mighty Morphin number four, where we find out if it's really three raccoons in the Green Ranger costume, then, you know, maybe you might want to go pick that up. Dark Horse Comics this uh, this next week has Black Hammer Visions number one, Neil Gaiman's North Myth- Norse Mythology number five, and True Norse Lives Mythology. of the Fabulous Killjoys National Anthem number five. That's the penultimate issue right there. Dynamite Entertainment has Deja Thora's number 10, Red Sonja, The Superpowers. That's when you were asking about Last week, Matthew, this is the one where they they meet Project Superpowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, issue number two comes out next week. Vampirilla 17 comes out next week. IDW Publishing, I've seen a lot of people already ask about this one. G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero 278. A lot of people are already voting for, so you can get over there and cast your vote on that. As well as TMNT Ongoing 114 and Transformers Escape number two. Image Comics next week has Commanders in Crisis. Now, have you been reading Commanders in Crisis? I know we reviewed the first issue. You liking it it so far? Love it, love it, love it. It is in no way subtle, but man, it's fun. Are they still bringing in a lot of the other Image Comics uh, characters? Because there's a lot of talk that they they might be bringing in like this character or this character into the series before it hits issue 12. They have not to date done that, but we have discovered some important things. Of course, the, the main five characters, the physical commanders, are each from an alternate earth mm-hmm. and uh the the and basically empathy was driven into a human form and murdered yeah and they have to exist in a universe where empathy is dead and so they have to deal with you know people being jerks and problems and strife throughout the country and huge divisions amongst people and the government being douches and I mean, again, not subtle. Steve Orlando is just hammering some of these points, but some anvils have to be dropped. And I'm really enjoying it so far, especially since the last issue gave us something that we did not expect about Team Leader Frontier. A, a really big dun, 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 dun moment. Cool. That I enjoyed. All right. Well, you can go continue that next week. Commanders in Crisis number five, Radiant Black number one, and Undiscovered Country number 12, all from Image Comics. Uh, Marvel Comics next week has The Amazing Spider-Man number 59, Daredevil 27, Eternals number two. Hey, there's a movie coming up pretty soon about these guys. You might want to jump on the comic book right now. Also, uh, King and Black, Black Panther number one and King and Black Thunderbolts number two. These are all three issue miniseries, except for I think the Black Panther is only a a one shot. 
We also get next week Star Wars Darth Vader number 10 and X-Force number 17. In all the rest category, Archie and Friends Guide to Dating number one. Oh boy, I'm gonna go I'm gonna give that to my 13-year-old and just embarrass the crap out of him. Oh, I might even I might even do it as he's going to school. Hey buddy, I got this book for you and throw it at him across the parking lot so it lands right at the feet uh, of the girl that he really likes. Yeah, that's a way to do it. That's parenting. Uh, the Devil's Red Bride number five. Doctor Who Comics number four, Gung Ho Sexy Beast number two. Now, this is from a Blaze Comics. I, I reviewed uh, The Sumerian, Frost Giant's Daughter number three, and really kind of reviewed the whole three arc uh, story uh, from a Blaze this week. They sent me a preview of Gung Ho Sexy Beast number two. Uh, it's got some really pretty art. I don't know about the story. Uh, I will be reading that in the near future, but uh, that may be something people want to check out if they're into the really pretty art. Also, uh, King Tank Girl number three, Lost Witch number two, Seven Secrets gets a. Uh, Seven Secrets 1 through 6 gets a 5th through 2nd printings. Also, also, there's a Three Stooges Through the Ages number 1 and World's Finest Assassin Reincarnated Another World Graphic Novel Volume 1. Yeah, I don't know what that means either, Matthew. Uh, but <laughs> Carl was asking, why do I put two links? Why do I put the link to the previews world and then put a link to the Comicsology link over there? And that's because DC no longer distributes through, through previews, previews world. And yep. and DC no longer sends out a list. I mean, we get it in the previews uh, that tells us what's coming out that week, but that doesn't come out until the day before the comics come out. So we jump over to Comicsology, which does have the ability to browse by release date and by publisher. So coming out next week from uh, DC Comics, we have American Vampire 1976 issue number five. Aquaman gets a volume four release and a trade paperback. DC Love is a battlefield number one. Future State. Uh, Dark Detective number three. What else do we have? Uh, the Superman Wonder Woman Future State book, issue number two on that. A Carazoriel Superwoman Future State, issue number two. Hawkman gets a, a fourth volume of his stuff. Also, Matthew, Rorschach number five arrives mm -hmm. next week. Rorschach I was so mad five. when I read number four and enjoyed it. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> That's how they get you. Get you coming That's how back they get you. for issue number five. So, again, head over to Patreon.com, cast your vote in what comic you want to uh, review next week, and then make sure you take your Patreon account and you connect it to our Discord server so you can get access to the, the super-secret Patreon-only channels like the Patreon chat channel, the Patreon critical hit channel, the VIP live chat for our gold members, the podcast pro tip channel, uh, the GM roundtable, which is a show we record monthly, uh, for our patrons. And then, of course, you can hang out in the Dueling Review channel and let us uh, and, and hear us uh, do these shows live again Thursday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. I hope to see more of you in the near future. And maybe uh, you'll be able to stop in and hear Matthew say, Was it that dream where you see yourself standing in kind of sun god robes on top of a giant pyramid with thousands of naked women screaming and throwing little pickles at you? This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.